on episode 760 of Into Your Head, uh, an excessive primer, puppets in court, paperclip economics, uh, Sting versus a one-eyed cat, a controversy in ga- involving Garth Brooks in the real world, uh, how Irish sports work, and lots more. Absolutely fucking fantastic. I forgot I hadn't uh, finished making the recording yet, so I've got the door open for this bit. It feels wrong. It feels vulnerable. I feel like the whole world can hear me. Uh, anyone who's out in the landing at the moment, uh, for example, my my several cats will be listening to this. Uh, it doesn't feel right, uh, so I should probably stop doing it now. It's okay though, because I'm finished. I've got the introduction done now, and I've made the rest of the podcast already. Uh, so we can just insert the opening theme tune here. That'll be the longer version now, because I've spouted on for over 60 seconds. Have to get the longer version of the theme tune under this now. Uh, Luckily I'm prepared for that. I have a longer version all edited together and ready to go. Absolutely fucking fantastic. Hello. Join me at a tremendously exciting moment. It's into your head, number 760. We've a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the seams with topics. We've got topics coming out of... Uh, topics coming out of this tub. Is, is it a tub? I don't know. Oh, it's not a tub. It's a plastic tea. It's a plastic cup. Although not a drinking cup. I don't know what it's for. Uh, well, I know what I use it for. I just don't know what it was initially designed for. I'm sure it had some purpose when it was made. They don't don't just sit in factories churning out plastic things at random and say, oh look, here's a, a cylinder shaped thing. It looks a bit like a cup, but it's not something you want to drink out of. Maybe we'll be able to sell that somewhere. We'll just make one and now we'll make a oh now we'll make an orange stick thing and see what the people make of that. Oh no, they do not. They don't do that in factories. They get their design fine lies before it goes anywhere near the factory I can tell you you don't bring any of the thing near a factory unless they're planning to make 10,000 of them uh, so don't give me that crap anyway no it's just a little cup I have that holds paper clips paper clips I'm not sure why I have this many paper clips I think it's because they come in uh, they come in large quantities I get used to say about uh, two paper clips a month uh, from my home office I'd say maybe a uh, hundred paper clips per year uh, uh, assuming I don't use any over the Christmas period or when I'm away, I would average out, I'd say, around 100 paper clips a year at the most. And I think that's an exaggeration. How do I take more about it? And there's a joint paper clip in here as well. I'm saving that for a special occasion. I have a joint paper clip in among the normal standard, bug standard size paper clips. Uh, I don't think I have any uh, excessively small paper clips. Most of them are all just standard paper clip size. I assume there's a standard paper clip size. I've never checked the exact measurements. I assume there's a standard size because uh, otherwise you'd have to be getting different types of paper for depending on what paper clips you have to have in. And if you have a thousand paper clips in a box and you're only using, oh, you're only using a hundred a year, then you'd have to stick to the same type of paper for 10 years until you've used up all your paper clips. That to me sounds a bit much, if you don't mind me saying so. Anyway, hello and welcome to the show. Now, uh, 
I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, oh, three minutes and 43 seconds, and he's already called it quits on the first segment. He usually uh, keeps it going for a few minutes. I was, I'm as disappointed as you are, I can tell you. I usually like the sense of achievement when I get my first segment done and it fills up six or seven minutes of an episode. But no, no, all we got out of that was uh, just over three and a half minutes and 40 seconds or so of that was probably me just saying, the usual stuff to get going uh, the, you join me at a tremendously exciting moment it's into your head number 3760 we've a lot to get on with today items that need to be attended to issues that need to be addressed topics oh topics we've got lots and lots of topics we're positively moving to the seams with topics we've got topics coming out of topics coming out of this I can tell you for an unscripted show that's sure to, sure to Christ as hell is a lot of script to be doing at the beginning of each episode I was just a primer. It's to get me going. Gets me going. Uh, same way I get my brain going with the energy drink here. I have to get my imagination going by saying the exact same thing at the beginning of every episode, apparently. Apparently that's how I get my imagination going. By boring myself to death. Uh, by starting a sentence that's far too long. And then trying to come up with a novel ending for a heavy week. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Although is it ridiculous? It served me well. I've been doing it for several hundred episodes now almost never fails me and when it does I just start again or I do a two cats walk into a bar story I'd never ah, there's always some way there's always some way don't knock the stuff that works if it's not broken don't fix it uh, if it's ah well except for a cat we're getting three cats fixed next week uh, two of them are our own and one of them is their sibling who's visiting us for a few weeks and they're all getting oh they're all getting and their penises chopped off together whoever the vet does I don't know the exact I don't know the exact technical details I assume he doesn't chop their penis off he just disconnects things to uh, prevent them from reproducing because if you don't prevent cats from reproducing then uh, you know what happens they reproduce they go oh I'm going to they go up to ah, they basically do the biological equivalent of going up to a photocopier and they go they press the number six and then they press the big huge button it's very easy I can tell you I don't even have to be technical and technologically minded they basically just have to get raped or rape a female cat I suppose uh, the three you're getting fixed are males so we don't have to worry about that we try and be considerate to other female cats uh, even the ones who are already fixed by not creating rapists I don't have rapists going around roaming my house and roaming the neighbourhood oh no all my cats are fixed at the earliest possible opportunity and I'd encourage you to do the same. If you have cats, have them fixed at the earliest possible opportunity. Uh, don't cut their claws off, because that's fucking weird. You foreigners probably do that. You foreigners like to cut your claw, the claws off the cats. And then there's, there's probably some countries where they cut the, the entire paw off and they just put them on wheels, which I suppose the cat might well get used to. I had a cat with only one... Uh, one something. I almost forgot for a moment what he had only one of. There was one eye. He had crunchy the cat and he had only one eye. And the other eye was gigantic. It was as big as be damned. Uh, I assume if he had had two eyes, uh, that eye would have been smaller and the other eye would have been the same size as uh, I presume. Uh, that the only reason the other eye was that big was because he only had one. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it seems to make sense, doesn't it? Uh, which is the first uh, things 
are to really use these supposed to make sense on this program but if they do it's a happy coincidence or it's because I've thrown in a fact or two along the way uh, just for colour now <coughs> uh, oh, there we go there's another 4 minutes and 11 seconds now now we're going two one-eyed cats walk into a bar one of the one-eyed cats goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, No, you cannot. You cannot have a pint of my finest Guinness, please. And the cat says, Why not? And the man behind the bar says, Because this is that English-owned bar that's opened in Dublin recently that's been in the news because they're saying they're not going to stock Guinness. They're opening a foreign bar in Ireland that's refusing to stock stock Guinness they're going to sell uh, Beamish and Murphy's instead and then the barman says so now that I think about it that might appeal to you because Murphy's tastes a bit like milk it's like Guinness with milk in it it's not really milk in it but this is it's imaginary milk just as like with anything you don't put real milk into these things you put milk flavouring you put essence of milk into it to make it taste like milk although now that I think about it that's probably not intentional The, the idea that it tastes like milk is probably just a matter of personal taste they don't make it taste like milk on purpose oh no why would you make a beer taste like milk and the cat says it's not a beer is it it's a stout or something or an ale or something like that i think they never never remember which but it's not a beer and the barman says it is a beer there are several categories of uh, drink that fall under the beer family lager for example uh, which most people would just call beer lager falls into the beer family and the cat says are you sure about that? I know you're a barman, but you're a fictional barman, and your uh, your knowledge is powered solely by the podcaster who's creating you today. So it's possible that you've got your facts wrong. No offense. And the barman says, "Oh, none taken, none taken. Apparently, I don't exist. So how could I be offended by anything you say?" And the cat says, "Ah, there's no need to be like that. We're all friends here." And the barman says, "We are not friends. We are not friends. This is a customer." Uh, a customer uh, con- what do you call me uh, vendor customer vendor relationship this isn't a friendship it's a customer vendor relationship this is a capitalistic society and I'm here to make money out of you and the cat says you do realise I'm a cat don't you and the barman says yes why and the cat says cats aren't known for their uh, tendency to uh, possess money and the man behind the bar says that's good that you're not known for that at low your possibility of getting mugged in the street or having people coming round and kidnapping you and demanding a ransom from your cat family if if they're not no if they don't know that you've got money and the cat says no i mean cats don't carry money it's not just that they're not known for carrying money they don't carry money at all and the barman says oh that's very clever very clever uh, i don't believe you though so that'll be two euros and 75 cents please and the cat says certainly sir uh, here you go, two euros and 75 cents. And the man behind the bar says, thank you very much. And the cat says, you're welcome, it's not mine. I just took it out of your charity jar there. And the barman says, sit there for a moment while I call the police. And the cat says, dude, you do that, you do that. Get them to do walking on the moon. And the barman says, I certainly will. And then the police arrive and they sit down and they say, giant steps are what you take walking on the moon 
I hope my legs don't break Walking on the moon And the man behind the bar says Oh, thank you, Sting, very much Uh, The fellow who does this podcast When he was a child, his family had a cat called Sting Coincidentally, it's just occurred to me for some reason And Sting says Oh, that's great, that's great Uh, That's absolutely fantastic I love to know about the, the cat histories of my childhood fans And the man behind the bar says Oh, I didn't say he was a fan Uh, Back in those days, he was only about four He didn't listen to any music any pop music of any sort uh, except what he accidentally came across on the radio he never listened to an album of any band or musician till he was about 12 and that was all just Billy Joel and Queen although now you mentioned that he did have a, the, the best of the police on a cassette tape and he listened to that quite a bit now that I think about it uh, which would explain why he was able to do a possible perfor- performance on his harmonica of you an impression of you performing one of your hits walking on the moon here today in this uh, fictional story and Sting says oh you call that possible do you and the barman says I do indeed I do indeed because I know where my bread is buttered I only exist because of his imagination uh, so I'm on his side and Sting says does that mean I'm uh, only here because of, of his imagination too and the barman says no no you've got a presence in the real outside world because you're based on the real musician called Sting and Sting says oh that's okay then that's okay uh, something something fields of gold uh, would you like to hear one of my solo hits and the man behind the bar says absolutely fucking not and next you'll have phil collins in no no uh just uh, just because you're in a band doesn't mean you can have solo hits uh, even though you probably have but no stop with the solo crap you're in a band for a reason and uh, sting says fair enough fair enough and the great night is had uh, by all uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking Christ. You're thinking Holy Mother of Christ. You're thinking Jesus, Holy Mother of Christ on a popsicle stick. Uh, which, I, if you don't mind me saying so, is a bit strong. It's a bit strong. Uh, this is uh, this is Ireland. We don't talk like that over here. We have a bit of respect. We have a bit of respect. Uh, keep your thoughts to yourself and don't be transmitting them to me. Uh, keep them in the depths of your... Uh, depths of your your uh, frontal cortex is that the right phrase i don't know i don't know the bits of the brain i'm not a brain geography expert and oh no i couldn't find my way if you injected me into your brain in one of those miniature spaceships that's in one of the movies or one of the cartoons somewhere i think it's family guy there's a miniature spaceship that goes inside someone and stewie's piloting it uh, well if i were to drive one of those into your brain well for one thing i wouldn't be able to pilot it i can't even drive a car uh but no although that occurs to me uh i have very very short sightedness uh if i were to drive around in your brain i wouldn't need to see anywhere that was more than three or four inches in front of me so would that mean i had perfect vision for the purpose of driving around inside your brain there's a question for you there's a question and a half or maybe just one question but it's it's worth a question and a half although you say that a question 
and a half is pretty worthless. It just means a question followed by a, an, an incomplete question. An incomplete question isn't going to get you anywhere unless the question is, uh, the question starts with, please complete the following statement. And the statement is a question. Well, no, no, even if someone answers that correctly, all they've done is complete the question. It's still unanswered. Isn't, that a so- isn't there a song by Garrett Brooks or someone un- about unanswered? Some unanswered prayer. That's what it is. Uh, something, 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 unanswered prayers. Uh, Garrett Brooks is all over the news here today. Uh, he was booked for five concerts in Ireland. Uh, 400,000 people attending them. It's 8% of the fucking population of this country. And then he got refused permission for two of them. And he's saying, uh, it's five or zero. I'm coming over for five or zero. I'm not going to pick or choose which of my fans I uh, come over for. So it's five or zero. Take it or leave it. Uh, so, uh, if you're listening, Garth, uh, for one thing, you've got your name wrong. It's Gareth. There's an E. It's an E in Gareth. You'll learn that when you come over here because there's a lot of Gareths over here and they all know how to spell their names and you don't. Yeah, even, you don't even know how to wear a baseball hat the correct way. You put the peak to the front. It's there to keep the, the rain off your face and the sun off your eyes. The visor isn't there to cover the bad top of your frigging spine for Christ's sake. Wear your Americans, wear your baseball caps correctly. Uh, and stop calling them baseball cops unless you're playing baseball. Although now they would mention it, maybe you all are. Maybe you all play baseball over there. I wouldn't know anything about that. I don't know anything about baseball. I do know the phrase touch base. I presume that's from baseball. Is there something where you run over and you have to touch the, the base thing? Is there some kind of a wicket like you have in cricket and you touch it with your bat or whatever you do? Is there a bat in baseball? I can never remember. I think there is. Uh, American football is the one without the bats and you use, you use your leg as the bat or do you use your hands? No, you pick up the ball and you run with it. That's another phrase they use in business. Pick up the ball and run with it. That's what they say. You're great for, you're great for coming up with phrases from your sports for business, you foreigners. Uh, we've got uh, we've got proper sports over here too. We have hurling, uh, which is where you run around with a stick and you hit it over oh, you can hit it over the bar but you can hit it over the bar that's above the goalkeeper you get a point or you can hit it under the bar and do a traditional goal and you get a goal it's absolutely fucking fantastic and then we have what else have we got uh, we've got Gaelic football uh, it's pretty much just football except you have to do it in a more Irish way it's very patriotic we have Irish we have our own version of football that's played properly you go around uh, you basically get a ball and you put on your shorts and your t-shirt and your boots you put on your boots and you strap them up and then you, you don't wear a helmet because you don't you don't need a helmet for well people wearing uh i did i played now did you mention it i played hurling in primary school when i was seven and eight years of age and they made us wear helmets and they only let the boys play the girls went off to play another game called rounders uh, but we put on our helmets and we went out with our sticks you know out with joint sticks uh, which five years later uh, once our adolescent hormones kept 
kicked in if he had given us sticks we would have been beating the crap out of each other but no it's fine to give a stick to a seven or eight year old it's absolutely fine because they don't have they're still innocent they still got they don't have any violent thoughts uh, when you're seven or eight you don't have a single bad thought in the world you have stupid thoughts all right but not bad thoughts you can be trusted with a big joint uh, bat a uh, hurl made of wood a solid wooden bat you go around waving at people uh, they just put the helmets on just in case uh, just in case you accidentally stood on someone's head and hit them with the bat and uh, knocked them unconscious and then killed them uh, you have to protect against that sort of thing for insurance and the like anyway on with the show Are you a cat, or do you know somebody who might be? Then tell yourself about Matchstick Cats, Neil's webcomic. Brand new episodes at IntoYourHead.com. Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down... This show could be next. Uh, no, it won't, but one of the bigger commercial podcasts that you enjoy may well be. So, visit fundanything.com forward slash patentroll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Into your head. Uh, coming up next, we'll have a medical phone in with Dr. Drew Pinsky. Uh, is that his correct name? Is that his correct name, Drew Pinsky? I'm not just something like that. They usually just say Dr. Drew. They say Dr. Drew or they say Drew. They never just say doctor and they never say Pinsky at all. Is that his P.I.? I think it's Pinsky. No, no. Uh, they're trying to make him into a Dr. Phil now, except they're calling him Drew. If you look at his podcast logo of the Dr. Drew podcast, they have the DR and then the further DR from the Drew. You have two doctors on it, so it looks like he's a double doctor uh, that's showing off because it's very similar to the dr phil logo except you look at that and you think christ he's not a doctor at all well he's a doctor of something but he's not a doctor of doctorology if you get my drift at least that's what i've heard he's probably got a doctorate in something has he you have to have a doctorate in something to be called a doctor it just doesn't have to be in medicine i remember as a child i used to call medicine melsin i called it melsin i said is it time to take my melsin yes and my mother would say I'll tell you when it's time to take your medicine and I'll say thank you very much that's what I was asking you to do so I was asking is it time to take my medicine now and he, she'd say it is not it's not time to take your medicine and you'll stop asking questions more to life than asking questions the answers will come when you're ready for them and I'd say that's fine thank you very much excuse me for wanting to step up to the plate and take control of my own uh, medical uh, medical, ah, you know, my own uh, stuff, my uh, my med- my health management, and each he'd say, "You're a six-year-old child. I will give administer your medicine as per the doctor's instructions at the appropriate juncture." And I'd say, "I don't know what any of those words mean." And she'd say, "Exactly, exactly."
exactly. That's that's why we uh, that's why we do it this way. I'm the adult and you're the kid, and that's the way it's going to stay until you grow up, and then we'll both be adults. Uh, and that's going to be, and then it's going to tell you the tables will be turned. Then well, they won't be turned. They'll be turned uh, halfway. They'll be turned ninety degrees. It's not like I'm going to turn into a child. No, we'll both be adults then. Uh, everybody ends up, but everybody turns into an adult eventually. That's what. Happens. That's one thing you can be sure of in this in this fucked up world uh, where everything's unpredictable. One thing you can be sure of is that we're all going to be adults when we grow up. Anyway, on with the show. Two dogs walk into a court uh, where there's a oh where there's a patent trial going on uh, one of the dogs goes straight up to the oh straight up to the judge's bench and says hello judge and the judge says I think you've confused me with someone I'm a real judge I'm not judge the character who's a dog puppet uh, from the children's Irish uh, t- classic television program Wonderly Wagon and even he wasn't a real dog uh, well, I think I've mixed. I think I've confused myself now because I said he's the character who's a puppet. Uh, well, the character isn't a puppet. The character is played by a puppet. The puppet is used to represent the character, but the character itself is a dog. It's just played by a puppet. A pu- basically, the puppet is treated as an a- an actor in the story. The actor, the puppet, a puppet can play a real uh, dog, a real talking dog. Well, a real fictional talking dog. Uh, for example. Kermit. You say he wouldn't say Kermit is a puppet. You say he's a frog, but he's played by a puppet. It's not all that complicated. Uh, and even then, they call him a muppet. You don't even call him a puppet. Uh, but anyway, dog, we're in the middle of a patent trial here. Would you mind going away? And the dog says, "Certainly, sir." And the judge says, "It's certainly your honour." And the dog says, "It certainly is your honour." And the judge says, "No, I mean you address me as your honour." And the dog says, uh, how would I be uh, address? No, wait a minute. I address you. How, why would I be addressing you, uh, your honour? And the judge says, exactly. He'd be addressing me as your honour. And the dog says, can I not just wag my tail and bark a bit? I am, after all, a dog. And the man behind the, the, man behind the judge's bench says, yes, I suppose that's true. As a dog, you wouldn't have much... Uh, reason to be uh, having to address a judge. I don't. I think even if you did, we probably wouldn't be able to take you of what you say as proper testimony. You'd just be treated as a as an interruption by an innocent animal, and we'd get one of the bailiffs to throw you out. Uh, so I suppose yes, it doesn't really matter what you say. Uh, I'm a little surprised, to be perfectly honest, that you're talking because you are a dog, and the dog says I'm as surprised as you are. I just woke up one day and started talking. Not sure what's happening and the judge says wait a minute there seems to be a hand up your arse are you a puppet and the dog says uh, am I a puppet and uh, uh, the, the, the judge says uh, move your left ear to the right a bit and the dog says I can't ears don't move because uh, they can't get their fingers into my ear and besides which that's reasonable because the, the ears on a real dog don't really move outwards like that and the finger on a real person who's a puppet here wouldn't be able to move out to the 
left like that uh, they'd have to bend their hand around in which case they wouldn't be able to still operate your snout because presumably they have their four fingers in your snout uh, maybe if they're using their ah, I suppose they could stick their thumb out to the left and that could operate one of the ears but that would still be unnatural uh, it wouldn't the rotation of a thumb wouldn't accurately accurately represent the movement of a dog's ear uh, realistically and the uh, judge says it doesn't have to be realistic because uh, pu- puppets don't have to be realistic you have cartoon characters who mostly just have three fingers and nobody says anything about that because it just looks right and the dog says you have a point there you've opened up a whole new world for me anyway very sorry to interrupt i'll be on my way now and the judge says thank you very much uh, i think we'll adjourn for lunch if that's okay with everybody it doesn't matter whether it's okay with everybody actually because it's up to me it's my call it's a judgment call and i'm making it because it's in my job description as a judge i'm here to make the judgment calls except when there's a jury uh but we don't really ask the jury to decide on lunch arrangements it's not considered something that you need to have a jury for uh anyway on with the lunch break and the great night is had by all good morning hey, to you.